welcome back to Duskwall. And welcome to the fourth and final season of The Magpies. Yes, this will be our last season. I know it's probably really disappointing for a lot of you to hear that, and it's definitely been an emotional thing for all of us making the show. But I'd always planned The Magpies to be a show with a definite endpoint. I want us to be able to tell a story that has a conclusion, not one that drags on long past when we have anything interesting to say, or that fizzles out because it stopped being fun or sustainable. So this season is going to be our last. I wanted to tell everyone early, so it's not a huge shock when we do reach the series finale. That doesn't mean we're going away, though. We're already making plans for our next projects. I can't tell you anything about them just yet, because we're still very early in planning and development. But once we have something more official, you'll be the first to know. And all that said, we still have a full season of Magpies to go. So don't start bidding Blair, Minx, Myra, and all the rest of our characters goodbye just yet. We've got plenty of time with them still. September continues to be International Podcast Month. My episode of Mission Accomplished was posted last week, and to quote Jeff Stormer, the game's creator, Your manager voice hurt me in my soul, and that is the highest compliment I can give for a game of Mission Accomplished. So you have that to look forward to. In addition, Waffle's Game of Delver has been released as well. I'll link to both in the show notes. And be sure to keep an eye out for our other episodes later this month. Next, I'm going to tell you about this month's featured charity, which was suggested by Josie. With protests against police brutality and white supremacy continuing across the nation, we recommend donating to your local bail fund. Bail funds are organizations that pay bail for people who can't afford it, and who also often provide legal support for people once they're out on bail. Right now, many of these organizations are supporting protesters who have been arrested, but they're important to support at all times, as cash bail unfairly harms black and brown people, especially those living in poverty. You can find your local bail fund by searching online for your city or state plus bail fund. We'll link to a few in the show notes. As always, please continue to do what you can on a local level to defend voting rights. Make sure you're registered, make sure your friends and family are registered, and have a plan for how they'll safely vote this November. You can check out Fair Fight, linked in the show notes, for more information. And please continue to contact your representatives, especially your senators, about the next COVID relief bill. We need funding for people who have lost their jobs and their homes, and we need funding for the post office. Keep up the pressure. Now then, let's get started, shall we? From humble beginnings as a band of thieves and 'er ne'er-do-wells, the magpies have grown into more than just a band of vigilantes. They're a symbol of hope in Duskwall, a sign that change is possible. They've converted an experimental clinic into a place of true healing and care. They've helped employees of the oldest brothel in the city take control of their place of work. They've supported residents of the docks as they created a space free from bluecoats and other violent gangs. All throughout Duskwall, wherever people struggle and suffer, they speak of the magpies and of what can happen when you fight back but not everyone appreciates their work. The wealthy and powerful of the city 
see the magpies as a threat, and rightly so. The magpies and their supporters seek to upend the established order, an order designed to protect a wealthy few at the top. Embodied best by the circle of flame, the upper echelons of the city use their influence over the press and the police to hunt the magpies down. The remaining members of the circle, Lady Penderin, Lady Drake, Lord Mora, Salia, and the now vampiric Madame Teslin seek nothing less than the eradication of the magpies and all they stand for. Blair, Minx, Myra, and all their friends and allies have begun to build a movement in Duskwall. Will they lead the change that remakes the city? Or will their vices, histories, and mistakes drag them under? Only one way to find out. It's been a little over a week since uh, the what people are now referring to simply as the incident in Six Towers. No one is really entirely sure what happened that caused the the strange dreams and and stranger hallucinations throughout the district. Uh, nobody knows that is except the magpies. In this time, uh, I think the the three of you have spent some time recuperating, keeping a low profile as the, the spirit wardens are uh, still searching for, for answers as to what caused this strange incident. But for right now, uh, the three of you are at the Hound's Paw. It's you know, late afternoon, kind of just before the evening rush comes in. Nerex has joined you. She, she had the day off and met up with, with you all <laughs> at, the, uh, at the bar. And it's been a, a fairly nice, calm afternoon. I think Rigney, you know, brought over your drinks and a few letters and notes from your various contacts and allies throughout the city. And uh, for right now, from, you know, Seek's Clinic, your contacts in Char Hollow, in the docks, in Silkshore, it seems like things are as calm as they ever are in Duskwall. No one is facing any existential crises for once. So... What are what are you all up to right now? I <laughs> I think Minx is mostly focused on Nerex and is mostly like, oh oh, dearest, I have a few ideas, and showing her sketches and outfits to be used in the red lamp. And Nerex is just like, <laughs> uh huh. She has no idea what sells in a brothel, does she? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some people who would find this enticing. Um... <laughs> Nerex has also been, um, you, you've learned during this conversation that, that Nerex, uh, has with great hesitation accepted a, a sort of management role, uh, in the, the now employee run brothel. Yeah. So I, I think that she, yeah, she's in charge of kind of like, not necessarily supervising all of the, the other employees, but kind of, uh, She's the one that people come to if if they're having a problem, if they need to change up their schedule, thing things like that. 
she has been doing this for about three days and is still kind of terrified, um, which is why she she uh, came over here to uh, have a few drinks with all of you on her day off because she she needs the break. Myra and and Blair, what are the two of you up to? I think Blair is just kind of looking out the window and just keeping an eye on the exits and everything. She's still kind of yeah sh- shaken up after things happened. So yeah. she, she's she's watching y'all's backs right now. Myra's, since it's a quieter time, I think she's been taking the time to, like, make visits to people and keep up relationships and stuff like that. Yeah, so you're probably sorting through all of the notes and reports that, that people have sent over. Oh, sure. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Following up where I need to and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you're just having a, a pretty chill afternoon. The doors opened a few times while you've been here and it's usually just other other patrons um but this time when it opens uh it is the the familiar and welcome sight of Kay strolling in she looks around and uh spots your your table and kind of waves and comes over she grabs a chair as as she goes because uh all four chairs at your table are occupied for once definitely spins the chair around and sits in it backwards yes <laughs> <laughs> Glad I, I caught all of you. Uh, and she'll look at Nerex and be like, uh, sorry, don't believe we met. Uh, I'm Kay. I'm a friend of the magpies. <gasps> oh, you two get to finally meet. <laughs> it's like, oh, um, yes, uh, I'm, I'm Nerex. Uh, Minx has mentioned you a few times. Uh, under the table, Nerex has suddenly grabbed Minx's hand in like a death <laughs> grip. <laughs> like her face is just this like perfectly friendly warm smile but she has just this this crushing grip on your hand M- minx has a less perfect mask and it's kind of has <laughs> has a knowing smirk <laughs> <laughs> so Kay kind of looks around at the three of you and is like so uh i'm hoping that i can ask you all for uh for another favor uh, we've run into a bit of trouble, and uh, you seem like the best folks to help us with it. Of course, you've been helping us for years now, I think? Feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she kind of, like, glances around at the, the rest of the bar, sort of making sure there's nobody too close. It's like, you, you might remember back when we first met, I uh, mentioned that me and a lot of the other gondoliers uh follow a, a forgotten god uh the father of the abyss oh oh that's why the symbol was around okay i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't know you were followers uh yeah most of us are uh he's a a watcher of the waters in deep places uh not a benevolent deity exactly but not evil just someone it's uh better to be on his good side you don't want to go out on the waters without saying a prayer, or making an offering to him. I suppose that would make sense. We haven't been doing that, should we? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Kay kind of like waggles her hand back and forth and like, eh, maybe sort of gesture. <laughs> Our time on the water has not been super great. <laughs> For the most part, you know, we don't really have a lot of very big elaborate rituals uh, like some of the other. Uh, forgotten gods require uh but one thing that we do 
is we have a few folks in, in our group who, who can read the stars and, and make predictions and, and meaning from them. And once a year, the stars guide us to a particular place uh, where we gather and sort of rededicate ourselves, I guess is a good way of describing it, make offerings uh, as a, a group. And, you know, we've found this year's point and the uh it's in uh one of the canals um just into silkshore uh i can show you on a map specifically and we're supposed to be in there in a a couple nights but the blue coats have the whole canal locked down they're claiming that there's some murder investigation that they're doing nobody's been murdered there i mean nobody's been murdered there recently <laughs> They're blocking it. They they know that we're supposed to be there. We're pretty sure. And they're blocking it on purpose. Why would they do that? No idea. That's kind of what I'm hoping that you can find out. Of I mean, truth be told, the why of it matters a lot less than just getting them out of our space. Ah, uh, I see. But doing that effectively might involve finding out why. Yeah, so you need us to clear them out? More or less, Yeah. Uh, by when and for how long? Tomorrow night? The whole night. All right. I know I it's take short it the stars notice. didn't tell you until just now? No, it's usually pretty, uh, pretty close. So, yeah, otherwise we'd have, you know, tried to deal with this sooner. And the blue coats didn't move in until a little bit after we figured it out, so... Huh. We're also doing a bit of an internal investigation of our own. And she kind of, uh, she smiles, but it's it's not a smile to show happiness. It's a smile to show teeth. Uh, <laughs> mm, I'm gay about those smiles. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, so if whatever you can find out, if you can get them out of there, we'd, uh, we'd appreciate it. I definitely think we can do that. What do you two think? I sure think we can. Uh, it, it's just canals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one one canal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so I think I think Kay kind of catches that that Blair's a little reserved right now. Um, mm -hmm. she doesn't really pry into it, but I think as she's standing up, she kind of reaches over and like squeezes Blair's shoulder for a second. I think Blair flinches at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she will. She will pull back immediately. And it's just like, all right. Well. uh... You know where to find us if you need any more info or uh, when you're done. Thanks. Appreciate it. Of course, and, uh, dear. Good to meet you, Nerex. She'll kind of nod at, at all of you and then uh, give Rigney a wave and, and head back out. And there's a, a moment of silence after the door closes behind her and the Nerex just goes, She's so fucking hot, Minx. You I... didn't tell me she was that hot. I know. I'm sure <gasps> I've, I've, I'm sure I've told you of her. You didn't capture the muscles oh, and oh. it's all right. I'm good. She's so I just wasn't. Words, I wasn't yes. prepared. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, um, perhaps the three of us should hang out more. <laughs> Nerex <laughs> blushes, <laughs> which you do not see from her often. She is a difficult woman to make blush. She's like. Uh, mm, uh, yes, um, that, that would be fun. Um, 
I I will let the the three of you get to work. Um, and I I probably need to start heading back to work myself. I think my my shift starts in a couple hours. Um, I would like blood circulation back in my hand. Oh oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she <laughs> pull her hand away. Yeah, she'll she'll like stand up and kind of grab her bag and it's like, all right, well, good luck, all of you, and be safe. Okay. We will. See you soon, Neri. See you. And she'll lean down and give Minx a, a quick kiss and then uh, wave goodbye to the other two of you and head out. So, yeah, you, you've kind of got your... Get the blue coats out of a particular area for a night. So, there's uh, yeah. a couple ways we could go about this. We can go the subtle way, or we can go the magpies are causing trouble nearby, all hands on deck. <laughs> For an entire night? I don't know if we can keep a party going for that long. We could try. I'm certain we can, we can cause enough disruption to keep them looking all night. Wild youth chase, is that what we're doing? It's one option. <laughs> the other is we go through the tubble to dig into records and pull on contacts to figure out what they're investigating and stage something related to it. I do not know the status of our... Of contacts that can actually do that. Hmm. Suppose Mr. Severin could be of help? Well, and that assumes that they have a, like, a legitimate reason for doing it, which, you know, who knows. Right. Severin's not a bad start. We should make sure that whatever trouble we're causing doesn't actually play into the blue coat's hands. Mm-hmm. Could very well be a trap. If not for us, then for the gondoliers. Right. And... I believe your friend, Myra, is not currently operating as a contact. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable asking him for that kind of thing anymore. Very well. Well, I suppose it wouldn't... No, we should we should decide our approach. Are we doing subtle or explosive? The presence of actual explosives to be determined. Let's start with subtle and escalate from there. How's that? I'm fine with Rakis. <laughs> I mean, we can't really top summoning an interdimensional monster, you know? That was mostly me, but um, you know now what I you meant. you said it, we're going to have to. <laughs> you, you do set our standards very high, Blair. Um, let's, yes, I concur with Myra. Let's start subtle, try to figure out what they're doing. Plan is you're going to go talk to Severin. Do you all want to go together? Do you want to split up and pursue some different avenues of, of information? Yeah, does anyone else have contacts that would be relevant? Uh, let's see how Severin goes. Okay, so you just want to, all, all three of you start with chatting with him and see what information he can give you? Yeah, I like that. Alright, in order to talk to Severin, there, there's a, a slightly complicated series of hoops that you have to jump through, like, you have to send him a message, he has to respond, it takes a little bit of back and forth to set up the actual meeting location, because it's not like you can meet, like, he's not going to come and meet you at the Hound's Paw, because that's known to be your turf. You can't go meet him at his station, because you're super wanted. Uh, so there's some back and forth before you all arrange, like, I'm imagining, like, a, 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 either a shady back alley, or you're, like, in a park. If, well, I don't know if there's ducks. You, it's, it's the air of, <laughs> of spies. Park. Yeah, it's it's that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's a there's one in Six Towers that's real spooky. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and I if I recall correctly, his um I think I put his station house in Six Towers. Yeah. So you probably end yeah. up meeting in that park, like under a tree by a broken street lamp. So you're all in shadows, and it's like the most cloak and dagger thing. <laughs> I think Minx is just like living for this. Yes. She has a sun hat pulled down low, so her <laughs> eyes are in shadow, and she's leaning against a tree with a t- cup of tea in her hand. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. So, yeah, Severin will, will show up. I think he, he's got the, you know, collar of his, his coat flipped up. I think it's just turned out to be kind of a, a chilly, foggy evening, because it's getting on towards, like, it's after sunset by the time you're all able to meet. Miss Shore Park, so extremely foggy. Yes. So yeah, very foggy. It's a good place for secret meetings. Uh, yeah, so he will he will come over to the three of you and be like, oh, uh, long time no see. Uh, what can I uh, do for you? Regarding our mutual friends, the Bluecoats, they are conducting an investigation in the canal in Silkshore, and we need to know why. Hmm. Give me a roll. We'll find out what he knows. I was about to just start answering, and I'm like, wait, this is a game right. with dice. Dang it. <laughs> Six. Okay. Furrows his brow, and then and thinking a little bit, and is like, oh, yeah, it, it came up real suddenly yesterday. I don't know a ton about it. Uh, it it's not, you know, not a case I'm working on, obviously. What I understand, uh, some noble's kid got killed over there, and the family put in a lot of money to keep it all very hush-hush. I see, but what if we were to tell you that no murder has occurred? Hmm. What other reason could they be? I mean, any number of reasons could be that they're trying to cover up their own crime, although usually they wouldn't take days at doing that. They've got a lot more experience. They don't need that mm-hmm. long. Uh, could be an extortion thing. Uh, could be that somebody hired them to shut down the canal. I don't know. There's there's a lot of reasons why they could be doing it if they're not actually investigating a murder. Mm-hmm. I've never... I don't think I've used this contact before. But on my list, mm-hmm. I do have Jenna a servant. Do we think there are any kind of like gossip networks for the staff of these families? Oh, 100%. That yeah. might help me find out? Servants talk. Yeah. Yeah, you could try to, to lead on, on that. Um, tell me about Jenna. Who is this person? How do you know her? Jenna. I wonder, maybe it's somebody who works for, like, Greer? I'm like, that's how oh, we okay. met? Yeah. You know, we just kind of chatted a bit, and we've chatted since then, probably outside of her being at work. <laughs> yeah, 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 that totally makes sense. Yeah, so does Myra want to kind of head off and, and tug on that contact? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and give me a roll. It is a sixth. Okay. Yeah, so you you I, I think that you're you're able to catch up with Jenna like after her shift, so you don't have a huge amount of time to talk, like you, you catch her as she's heading home. Kind of I think walk with her a little bit and, and ask about this this rumor. She hasn't heard anything along these lines. She has not heard any, yeah, the family might be able to pay the blue cuts to keep it locked down, but if uh, a servant was working for a family where one of the kids got killed, that would get spread. She hasn't heard anything like that. 
Interesting. Which indicates... That's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It indicates that this is this cover story is just a cover story. It, uh, did we get the family's name? No, we didn't. No, because there isn't. Yeah, like, the, this, the story is that the, the family paid for privacy, but the real reason there's no name is because there's no family, because nobody was killed. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Well, they're almost certainly trying to find something, yes? Well, mm-hmm. it could be a lot of things, but that could be one thing. I, I mean, it seems a little odd to keep this one seemingly random canal locked down for a few days, unless they are specifically targeting uh, the gondoliers. The or us. The timing is what interests me, yeah, because I think they're- I do think they must be going after the gondoliers, because it was right after they were guided there. Right, which means they would somehow have to know. And would it be a waste of my gather info turn to um, go to Arana and ask about any Forgotten God activity or anything especially spooky happening in that canal? Oh, no, I think that's definitely a, a an avenue you could take. So I'm going to roll consort for that. All right, that's four. Okay, Some standard amount of information. You're asking Arana just if she knows of anything? Anything that's happened in that area, yeah. Yeah, so I think that she's able to tell you, her and a few of her other cultists have sort of sensed a sort of gathering of power in the ghost field around that area. Like, it's a mm. subtle thing, and it's it's not like a whole bunch of ghosts are converging upon that location, because that would not be subtle. Um, it's just sort of like... Like, the ghost field is getting heavier in that area. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's about all she can tell you. Um, she doesn't know a ton else about what's what's going on. Okay. I know who we can ask. Who? Uh-huh. We can ask Pazzo. Oh, <laughs> another cultist? Yeah. Let me look up what his... He does have... His, his deity has similar requirements though not identical let me find and we're just getting deep into all the forgotten god lore uh the empty vessel yeah there's also that cult that i was sort of in <laughs> i forget yes. the name of that god again but i think it's more fun if i go to bazo about it yeah the the dream beyond death they probably wouldn't be a super useful resource just because they're um, their rituals are all about, like, creating things. It doesn't mm -hmm. really have to do with specific locations. Going to Bazo actually does make sense because from what little you gleaned of his uh, Forgotten God, it does have to do with specific locations. Mm -hmm. Since he was so interested in that specific place under uh, his headquarters. So yeah, you want to go uh, ask Bazo about his religious beliefs? <laughs> yeah let's do it let's finally figure some of that shit out do you want someone to go with you <laughs> yeah you all gonna go and and or do you want this to just be you minx um i'd say it's up to y'all i could see bazo only feel comfortable well bazo might feel more comfortable with all three of us there rather than just minx now that i think about it so maybe <laughs> i'm happy to go yeah well i guess yeah. yeah all three of you can head over mm-hmm so, yeah, you, you, the three of you, I think that by this point, it's the next morning. So it is the day of this ritual. You head over to Lamp Black's HQ. 
And I, I think you actually have to wait until about mid-morning because, Minx, you know that Bazo is not a morning person mm-hmm. and will not be available before, like, 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> it is literal actual law that you do not talk to him until he has had coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you you head over to Lamp Black HQ. I think you're, you're let in. The... The atmosphere there, like the the last few times that you you've been there over the the last several months, um, it had kind of a, a very tense war footing sort of atmosphere to it because they were fighting to hang on to their territory in the docks. It feels a little better now. People seem a little more relaxed. You know, the guards are still being very vigilant. People are still working, but it doesn't have that air of like desperate urgency to it like people are cracking jokes while they're moving stuff around and uh you know it 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 feels a little calmer than it has <laughs> lately which is nice to see yeah i think you're you're brought upstairs to to where bazo has his office um you have to wait a little bit he's meeting with somebody else the the somebody else eventually comes out i think it's a woman you haven't met before she's uh you know jotting down some notes on a notepad as she walks by you and doesn't even look at you. Um, and then, yeah, his guards will, will let you in. Uh, he kind of looks up and is like, uh, all right, what's, what's wrong now? Uh, I mean, not much is wrong. Well, okay, something is wrong, but we were actually hoping you can tell us what exactly is wrong. It's not as bad as she's making it sound. You're not going to have any headaches out of this. Yeah, Boz was just sitting there, was like doing the, the like the gears are spinning of like, what did I do that's pissed them off? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, we we just need information, is all. Oh, oh, all right. Usually, when the three of you show up in my office, it's a lot more dire. You can't blame me for getting a little paranoid. Oh well, figured it would be better to have some lower stakes interactions. Yes. Sure. <sighs> so, what information do you need? Well, so, some friends of mine, as part of a thing with their Forgotten God, need to meet at this place, but the Bluecoats have locked down that place almost in anticipation, and we know their stated reason is fake. So, we were hoping with you have connections with various Forgotten Gods, obviously. She kind of, if there's a picture in the room, she kind of points at it. there is. We were hoping if you knew if there was some other entity moving against them, or if it's the same entity leaking information, or I I don't really know how the gods work. I have some friends with the Dream Beyond Death, but I'm not really in with that, and I don't know what yours is about either, but... Yeah, go ahead and give me a roll. I think it's at reduced effect, because this is just a thing that Bazo doesn't really talk about. (laughs) <laughs> with a lot of people generally, and with you specifically, so it's going to be a little harder to get him to open up about this. Well, I got a critical though, so of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think he kind of looks the three of you over, uh, and I think he he sort of his his gaze lingers on Blair a little bit, and he's like, oh, I thought that she would have been a little better informed about all this. I got a little held up. Hmm. Well, uh, so there, I mean, the gondoliers are the father of the abyss, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. And he kind of does like a a swirly spiral motion in the air with his finger. I mean, we don't have any issue with them. 
I mean, I will be honest, I am not super tapped in to the politics of the various cults in the city, but to the best of my knowledge, the gondoliers aren't somebody you you really want to cross. They're everywhere, they hear everything, they have connections in places that are useful for everyone. You don't really want to get on their bad side. Mm -hmm. So it seems rather odd that the bluecoats would move against them deliberately. Yeah, the blue coats the blue coats aren't especially spiritual either. I mean, do you have any sense of any kind of gathering supernatural storm of any sort? Sure fucking hope not after last week. We don't need any more of that shit. To the best of my knowledge, there there hasn't been anything. Do you know of any groups with the influence to make this happen? Because it's no easy thing to pay the blue coats enough to stage a many day long investigation i would bet that pretty much any noble family in the city has the money for that the blue coats are actually a lot cheaper than you would expect yes but the noble family that has been stated to have paid them off there isn't one or if there is one they haven't paid them off because of the death of a child yeah i mean that is probably what you're looking for the noble family paid off the blue coats used this rumor about a death to cover up whatever their real reason is. The Bluecoats mm-hmm. may know the real reason, they may not, but I'd, I'd bet that there's some nobility that's financed this. Now, why? I got no fucking clue. Again, the gondoliers, not somebody you want to piss off. Could there be something they are trying to dredge up? Could be. I don't know if you know that, but you were, like, digging down for a little bit, and... That was something specifically here. I don't okay. think... I, I haven't heard of anything over there, but I, like I said, I haven't been looking. It could be shutting down a canal. They could be dredging for something. Interesting. I suppose we'll have to check around and see what they could possibly be searching up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I couldn't be of more help, but I, I just... That's all right. This has proven to be a surprisingly tough nut to crack for us. Yeah. Usually we're not lacking in inf- information. Yeah. I'd I'd bet on for the amount of money cuz your your blue coats are cheaper than you'd think, but multiple days to occupy that many of them isn't going to be a small chunk of coin. Mhm. Almost certainly somebody of the nobility. All right. Thank you anyway, Bazo. Yeah. Good luck with whatever you're doing. Yeah, well, wish the gondoliers luck, too. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) All right, get out of my office. I got meetings. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Shoots you out. (laughs) Bazo sensed this was about to possibly get sentimental, and he can't have that, so. Right. (laughs) Emotions? What are those? (laughs) He was going to experience an emotion, and he's just not about that life. Listen. (laughs) But Bazo, I want to talk about your fave. Somebody get Bazo Boss to therapy. <laughs> Listen, if if there were therapists in this city, <laughs> are there not? In the Victorian era, I think psychotherapy existed, but it was like Freud. <laughs> ah, so it exists, uh-huh. but it sucks. <laughs> Great. Right. Everything is penis. Yes! Great, good, loving it. Yeah, I'm a little stuck. You could go 
check out the canal mm-hmm. and see what things look like over there. That was could be my suggestion. I, I was going to have maybe Blair doing a tune over in the area to see what's going on. Yeah, I think eyes on it is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get to roll four die. Go for it. Roll all them dice. Five, five, six, six. Okay, critical. Do all three of you head over there? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You'll make your way over to the, the canal in question. And um, sure enough, uh, the, the canal is shut down. The, the handful of, of like businesses along that canal are also closed. There's a, uh, a number of blue coats around. They have a, like, uh, they have barricades at either end of the canal, but they're not like, they're basically like floating buoys with like rope strung between them. It's not, if somebody wanted to ram through it, they could, but then they'd be surrounded by a bunch of blue coats. But it's, it's not like a solid wall that could stop anybody, really. It's just sort of a, it's putting up traffic cones on the water, basically. Gotcha. Fair number of blue coats around. Just kind of like on on the walkways on either side of the canal, a few of the there's a few blue coat uh, boats kind of patrolling around in the water. They do appear to be like running nets down, and like they've got some very like uh, a bright spotlight set up aimed at the water, like they are looking for something. So Blair, I think you the the three of you I think are able to find like a um. There's like a bridge over the canal where there's a lot of other people who are just kind of rubbernecking this of like, huh, there's something weird happening here. Let's investigate and just watch for a little bit. So I think the three of you are able to kind of stand there and, and look down without drawing any suspicion. And Blair, you're able to, to slip on your spirit mask and, and look into the ghost field. And you kind of the first thing that you notice is basically verifying what Arana told you. Uh, the, the ghost field is thicker here. Uh, that, that's kind of the only way to describe it, is that if you think of it like the, the ghost field sort of overlays... Ghost field is soup. Yeah, your your world. Yeah, it now it looks <laughs> like it's it's a it's a heavier filter <laughs> over the world. So that that's kind of, and it, it, it does seem to be sort of centered on this canal, so there's something going on here. You're looking around for a little bit, and I think like as you're looking, you just notice a few stray ghosts kind of also floating around and observing this scene. And I think you do that thing where, like, you make awkward eye contact with one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and and she will sort of drift over and, and study you, kind of hovering in front of your face and is like, Curious. How so? You're curious. You want to know things. What do you want to know? You're willing to tell me? I don't have much else to do, and I know lots of things. Oh, what's your name? I don't know that. Oh, would you like a name? I don't know what I'd do with it. Fair. <laughs> um, can I just call you friend? We'll see. Also fair. Um, <laughs> so, what are they doing down there? And Blair's gonna uh, point at the canal where, you know, there's like, in the ghost field, this heavy concentration of spookiness. <laughs> Waiting for someone. Who? Someone's supposed to come and be in in there, and then the net will close up. The net? And she kind of gestures with her hands, like pulling, uh, like the, the if, if you were pulling like a drawstring bag shut. Yeah. That yeah. kind of gesture. So something closing. Yeah. That That's still, Blair's still not familiar, but she's going to pocket that mentally for later. 
this this thing is it a ghost or is it something else? Not a spirit. I think it's people. People? Are they looking to trap a ghost? No. They've been talking about when they get here and what they have to do when they get here. They haven't said who, but they're waiting for someone to come. And when they the someone gets there, they close the net. Uh-oh. And then she leans in really close to your face and mm-hmm. says, It's a trap. And then vanishes. Oh. I was going to send her to the reconciled. Uh, yeah, that's what this ghost tells you. Hmm. That the bluecoats have set a trap for someone. Interesting. And they don't know if it's a spirit or not. Uh, she said that it was not a spirit. That it was it was people, not a spirit. She said it was not a ghost. Do they mean like a people person or a, a demon person? I'm pretty sure they mean it's a trap for the gondoliers. Yeah. Uh, oh. That would make sense. That makes a lot more sense than portals suddenly exist in, in Duskwall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think you, you probably leave that bridge to, to start talking over your, your options. Um, so what are you, what are you thinking in, in terms of a, a plan for how you want to approach this? So I think we need to redirect them away from this canal. Yes. I think it should be a simple matter to leak information that it's simply happening somewhere else. Yes, you know, perhaps the people who read the stars were wrong the first time, or the stars have changed their minds. But then it's a matter of keeping them gone. It's easier to do once they're gone. I mean, we could set some kind of trap there. Right. Uh, Where do we want to redirect them to? I'm going to assume that another canal is the kind of location. Yeah. Um, probably not too far away. Like, there are a zillion canals in in Silkshore, though. You can easily find another place to redirect them to. Maybe we should say it's in Crow's Foot instead of Silkshore. Ooh. What, just out of curiosity, like, I'm not opposed to that plan, but what's your thinking there? Um... You know, far enough away to give us, like, time, but not so far away that it's suspicious. I'm just looking at the map, and Crow's Foot is right across from Silkshore, so. No, that totally makes sense. And I was actually, um, the, I was picturing that it was a canal that was very close to the river there. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, oh, it's it's on the other side of the river now. It's over here and not over here. So, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, did you want to have... Like I think if you pitch this plan to the gondoliers, they will they will be down for it. Mm-hmm. This this makes sense to them. I think I'm gonna just take that into account in the engagement role. You'll get like a bonus die on the instead of plus one die on the are you getting help from contacts and allies, you'll get two. So this is a deception plan. Lure, trick, or manipulate. Method of deception, you are spreading the rumor that the location of the ritual is on the uh, is in a different location. And then your plan is, once the bluecoats come over to investigate, you will keep them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that the gondoliers can do their thing. Right. All right, let's do this engagement roll. Um, one for luck. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Uh, overly contingent, overly complex or contingent on many factors. Uh, I don't think so. Plans detail expose the vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest. No. 
Target strongest against this approach. Friends or contacts, you get two for that. Uh, enemies or rivals interfering. Yep. Yay. <laughs> uh, one, two, five. So five. you're going to be starting in a risky position. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's it's that night. The sun has set a couple hours ago. Can we have borrowed a gondola for this? Yeah, I'll allow it. You can have a very your very own gondola. Kay, I think some point this afternoon, Kay gave you all lessons <laughs> on how to how to use it. Uh, can I get this is purely for my own entertainment? Can I get each of you to just roll a d6 and tell me what you get? Uh, sure. I promise nothing. Nothing dire is going to come out of this. I got a four. I got a six. I got a five. Okay. <laughs> Josie, I'm very sorry. What? As the one who rolled lowest, you are the one who falls out of the gondola. <laughs> while while oh, Kay no. is, is teaching you how to... Not while you're over here. This happened in the afternoon. While Kay was teaching you all how to use the gondola, but you just went ass over tea kettle into oh, the Oh, and then river. you smelled very bad. <laughs> and then Kay had to fish you out. <laughs> Aha, uh-huh. a part of my cunning gay plan. <laughs> this th- That role has literally nothing to do with anything that's going to happen on this score tonight. I just, as soon as I established that Kay was teaching you all how to, how to gondola, I, I had the mental image of one of you falling out of the boat, and I had to determine who had done it. It's always somebody. Mm-hmm. Um... So that happens. And then several hours later, we find you all here. You're, you're in this canal over in Crow's Foot. What are, what are y'all doing? What are your, where are you hanging out? Are you in your gondola? Are you sitting at a dock? I think I want to be, you know what? I'll be in the gondola. I'll be on the dock. I think I'm also in the gondola. I don't know why I feel it's important to be in the water. I think it makes sense that. Blair is, uh, for the moment, a little reluctant to be on the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also a good idea to have, to have somebody on the shore in case things get yep. weird. You're, you're hanging out here uh, in the canal. You know, it's, it's not, like, super quiet. There, there's streets with traffic overhead. Um, you can hear carriages rattling and people talking, um, the occasional loud shout or laugh. But down here, it's, it's a little quieter. And so it's a little startling, uh, even though you kind of knew it was coming, when uh, that big spotlight from before just kind of like swings into view on the bridge, kind of looking over the section of the canal, shines it almost directly at the two of you, Minx and Myra. Like it's, it's a little bit off center, so you're not just like immediately blinded, <laughs> but it still kind of lights you up. and several blue coats kind of come rushing up the walkways on on either side. So, they're here. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, you're starting in a risky position, whatever you would like to do to to deal with the blue coats. And this is like I said, if you want to do flashbacks to to establish traps that you have laid. Mhm. That's your situation. Well, I think Minx is disguised as a gondolier. Okay. So I think she's got like the sleeveless shirt thing going on and probably like a hat. Mm-hmm. She, 
when the spotlight drops on her, uh, she'll just kind of look around like she doesn't know what's going on and lean down to Myra and the boat and be like, well, miss, it looks like I might need to drop you off a bit early. That would be fine with me. And then start paddling over towards the side. So they, they not like, they're not ordering you to stop, but they are going to train weapons on you. Cause I mean, obviously having you come out of the river is preferable. Right. Uh, Blair, since you're on the dock, yeah. you've got a couple of them moving in on you. Oh, oh, I was going to ask if I could throw something at the people shining a spotlight on them. But, uh, now that I've got eyes on me. Yeah, that's you, not have, good. you have, yeah, there's a, a few blue coats. Moving on on your position. Hmm. Shouting at you not to move. Is it too early for explosives? Never. <laughs> Myra, let's set it on fire, Keel. <laughs> I think it's really Minna, let's set it on fire, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, if we're all in agreement, then... I say it's not too early for explosives. What kind of flashback would that be? So, well, tell me, tell me what kind of trap you're setting up, and then I'll tell you how much stress hmm. uh, flashback it'll be. I could set off something to detonate and make it look like there's a fire happening nearby. Can I make a suggestion, though? Please. Uh, you've set something up on the supports of the dock you're on. As soon as enough blue coats are onto the dock, you jump off the end and set it to go. <laughs> I was actually thinking something similar for the boat. Like once we have it, once we have it pointed at them, we jump off and then it hits the shore and explodes. We could try yeah. to time it. Yeah, you could all you can all set off explosives in all kinds of places. Yeah, I say we go for it. If you two are down, like I set off an explosion on the docks and then you two try to blow up your boat, that's that's fine with me. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't think that there's, I will say, I don't think there's remote detonation, but I think that there is, like, something that you can set with a long fuse so that, like, Blair can, you know, yep. pull something as she's jumping that'll set it off. And then similarly for your boat. Yeah, I think just if if everybody marks demolition tools, that's a no-stress flashback, since we kind of established that you all were going to be setting traps already. This mm-hmm. makes perfect sense uh, that you'd be able to do it. Okay. So do I have to roll anything to time this right? I think you might. You'll need to roll something to like... Jump. Yeah, for the timing and, and getting clear and, and not getting caught in the explosion or, or not getting grabbed by a blue coat. It sounds and like yeah. a finesse to me, maybe. Yeah. I can see finesse for that. I think finesse or prowl. Ooh, okay. It's a four and a one. Uh, Kim, why don't you tell me how this looks with Blair doing doing a cool guys don't look at explosions jump <laughs> or or not? However, she ends up doing this this jump off the dock and then setting off an explosive. Well, you gave me the option for her to be cool, so of course I'm yeah. going to take it. <laughs> the way that I think this works is that once um, spotlights have been put on the boat, Blair knows that she's probably going to be next, so she pulls the fuse then before. Um, you know, blue coats start uh, getting their attention drawn to her as well. And as soon as they start closing in on her a little, um, how deep are the canals? Eh, as deep as we need them to be. <laughs> deep enough to do a dive without, like, risking spinal injury? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, Blair's just gonna dive into the water. Okay. 
Uh, so yeah, I think we, we see like Blair, Blair jumps in this, this perfect dive and then, boom, and she gets silhouetted, uh, by the, the explosion. My poor girl going in water. <laughs> <laughs> some, some blue coats. Oh no! Uh, there, there's screaming yeah, yeah. and, and flailing. I for the consequence. You take a stress because you're in water. Yeah, yeah, that could be a consequence. Oh yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be harm. Of oh, that you are just like psychic um, stress. I I think it's going to be level two harm. Um, just like fear. You're you're very very afraid being in water to the level that it's distracting. I I accept that because like it, it's going to be like oh my god, can Satara see me? Can she hear me? What mm-hmm. what am I doing? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think we get a shot of like Blair. You you dive under the water and then we like see you underwater and your eyes pop open and just like dart around. Yep, yep. Manx and Myra. Uh, I, I think that we can, this, you, you two can kind of have whatever you do happen simultaneously with Blair's explosion, so we can roll back a few seconds if you would like. So I think that when Myra said, that sounds good to me, and Minx started to pull towards the side, that's when Myra set the fuse. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what I'm seeing here is that if you'd like to in- increase the the number of blue coats that you affect with this, you can make some kind of like social role, probably sway, to kind of like lure them over to where you are going ashore. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll just kind of be uh, dependent on the the die roll that you make when you are you know doing the timing thing of setting the explosive and, and bailing out. Sure, I'll roll sway. Yeah. Just trying to act like everything's normal until something yeah. explodes. <laughs> <laughs> five. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think for, for a five, this is basically going to be a setup action, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that, that uh, Minx, I think you're here. The, the blue coats are kind of like moving towards you being like, all right, come on, get out, out of the, you know. Off to the side, out of your boat, move slowly, and you're just being, like, making all the correct cooperative sounds. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, of course. Let me just get over here. <laughs> and then, yeah, if if um, one or both of you want to make a roll for your your kaboom. Uh, I, guess, I guess Prowl, is there a reason it's not Wreck? I thought it was to get out of the way in time, like to get into the water in time. And it was the same. Role. It's however you want. It's however you want to approach it. Um, okay. You, you, it could be wreck. It could be prowl. It could be finesse. I can't help you on wreck. <laughs> Are you good at prowl? I've got two in prowl. Same. So let's do that. Maybe. Okay. I'll lead it. I guess. Okay. Because someone has yeah. to. Yeah. This is going to be. Uh, this is going to be risky standard. Five. Six. Six. Okay. Woo! Um. So yeah, I, I think that between uh, Minx's luring the blue coats closer and the two of you having impeccable timing, I think Myra just like grabs Minx's wrist and the two of you go over the side. Um, yeah, that other boom Can I bomb goes off. I think give a little bit of flavor detail. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that they go plunging over the side together, and you get an image from below them and the water of the like fireball through the water surface. Ooh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I think it happens almost sim- like I think Blair's goes, yeah. and then like half a second later, yours goes. So you just get these <laughs> big explosions. And so now the three of you are in the water. 
mm-hmm. you have have blown up a lot of blue coats. There's nobody's dead yet because you rolled well enough that you haven't had to deal with a death. But like people are injured. The people who aren't injured are kind of rushing around trying to deal with their injured comrades. Um, some of them are that that spotlight though is still it's up on the bridge. Mm-hmm. You all have not done anything to the spotlight, so it it is locked onto the three of you in the water. Um, and you can see, just kind of barely like on the bridge, there are some blue coats aiming weapons at you. So you all are still in a risky position. I have a flashback. Uh huh. Can I, I have set something up on the bottom of the bridge? Yeah. <laughs> More explosions? Yeah, I think that that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that is probably going to be a one stress flashback, just because that's a, not so much because it's more difficult to set up, but to get the timing to work out correctly. Right. <laughs> but yes, I think that that's like a, <laughs> that's dynamite with like a timer <laughs> stuck onto uh-huh. it. <laughs> and... I think I'm going to push myself to wreck it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, risky standard. Five. Five, okay. (sighs) You just blown up a bridge. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) There's huge chunks of, of stone hurtling through the air, splashing down into the water crashing down onto the streets around. You can hear screaming from overhead. And uh, that spotlight's gone. The consequence... I know what I want it to be. I'm just trying to figure out how much information to give you all right now. Hmm. (laughs) Minx is the tallest of the group, right? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to start a clock called the water is receding question mark one out of three because Uh minx as you're treading water you feel like the bottom of like your your foot just barely brushes the like the riverbed oh this is not a deep canal it is a deep canal though because blair was able to dive in safely it previously was considerably deeper i see so the fact that like your your foot just like brushed to the bottom a little bit is weird. That's not great. What is uh, happening? All right, never mind, dears. Everyone out. Yeah. So if y'all want to make some rolls to start getting out of the out of the water. Yeah. Yes. What would it be to cr- like climb out of here? Would it be prowl? Probably prowl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still swimming too. So. Blair really yeah, wants to I, get out. Um, yeah. Do I have minus one D to this? Probably? I think so. Okay. Yeah, because I I think particularly particularly if when when Minx points out that like something weird is happening with the water, mm. I think that you probably just start panicking. Yep. I got a six. I rolled a two. Blair got a two. Myra, I got a three. Three. Okay. Cool. Minx, I think you just, like, you feel that and are like, hmm, actually, fuck this, and immediately start swimming for sure. Uh-huh. So on that two and that three, I'm f- completing the clock, because, and the clock's title is changing now, it's not that the water is receding, it's the riverbed is rising. Ah! Don't what? like that! Don't Minx, like that! you haul yourself out onto the edge of the canal, and... 
turn to see that both Myra and Blair, the level of the water has not gone down. They are, uh-huh. Their heads are still at the same level that they were when you all got into the water. But you can see that they are stuck in, and the two of you can feel now, you are stuck in mud and, and dirt and stone basically up to, like, above your knees. What? And Minx, coming from the, the opposite direction of the, the bridge, you hear uh, footsteps and a, a cane tapping on the, the edge of the canal. Uh, and you look to see a uh, tall, heavyset man in a, a very fine suit with a fine walking cane who, who kind of stops probably a good ten feet away from you and, and sort of rests his hand on his cane. He's like, well, it is well past the point where we all should have made each other's acquaintance. Oh. Lord Alistair Mora. Oh! Minx what? pulls a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, a gun wouldn't have worked because all the powder's wet now. She's going to draw her sword. <laughs> he sort of looks at the, the sword and kind of chuckles and is like, uh, I, I really wouldn't do that if you want your friends to stay undrowned or uncrushed. And Blair and Myra, you both feel like that mud around your legs, like it like sucks you down a little bit. So you're like in it up to your waist and the oh. water is basically like at your necks now. How are you doing this? He just grins. Fuck you! <laughs> mm, I suppose that's about what I would have expected. So I presume this was for us all along, then. Oh, yes, yes. The gondoliers are... He sort of just waves a hand dismissively. But you all are very soft touches when it comes to the people that you care about, so threatening one of them, good way to lure you in. Eventually, we're going to get tired of that tactic. Hmm. I don't think you're going to have the chance. Uh, Backup is on the way to see you all arrested. I see. And you won't be a problem anymore. Hey, Blair, do you want to team up to figure out what the fuck is happening to us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Blair is shorter than, um, than, than Myra, so... The, you're, the amount that you're pulled down is different enough that you're both, like, even though you're... you're the water level isn't changing. It's right. how far oh, okay. into the muck you're being pulled. To be clear... That was an out-of-character question. In character, I think Myra's going to be fumbling through the water for Blair's hand. Oh, Yeah. I think you two are close enough that you can you can grab her. And I think she links hands and, like, looks at Blair. And do you want to do a group of tune? I can lead it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, what are you thinking of doing? I just want to figure out what's happening and if we can free ourselves. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to... See, if if the muck wasn't up to my waist, Blair at this point would reach for a belt and unleash a ghost. But yeah, let's let's take a look. Let's do an attune. Okay. Can I push myself while doing a group action? Uh yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna do that. Uh that's a critical, that's two sixes and a two. Excellent. Four, but yeah, so we take no stress. I take no stress. So I, I think again, like the you you've done this before where you kind of join your your mental powers to to look into the ghost field and to do things and blair i think that that you like you blair usually just kind of has her spirit mask like pushed up on her forehead right 
yeah, yeah. on jobs. Yeah. So you're able to pull that down and look. And you look at Lord Mora. Mm-hmm. And your heart stops for a second because you recognize what he is. You recognize that absence in the ghost field. It's the same hole that Satara leaves. He's a fucking demon. And on a critical, I will give you that you're, you're able to guess that by the fact that he is, he's not manipulating the water. He is manipulating the earth underneath it. He is a demon of earth and stone. Hmm. Does that give us any ammunition to stop this happening to us? I think, again, since it was a critical, that you're able to tell Blair that what he's doing, it's not like, it's not a constant thing. It's not like he is keeping a solid grip on you with this muck. He's just moving it up and then leaving it. So like, you could try to dig yourselves out, particularly if Minx can kind of keep him distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might be able to to crawl your crawl out. And then at that point, like, based on kind of where like the, you know, at where you're at, the water's only a couple feet deep. So once you're able to climb out, you can probably scramble out pretty quickly. You right. just have to get out. Minx, uh, I, I think that you you can tell that the two of them are doing some spooky stuff. <laughs> so if you want to attempt to distract here. Yeah, I'm just going to say, come now. If it was a mere arrest you wanted, you wouldn't be appearing now. Be appearing to us dramatically from the other side of an interrogation table. What do you really want? Oh, I just want to make sure that you actually get caught this time. You are very slippery and keep evading us at every turn. And I have had it. Quite frankly, I just wanted to kill you. But Lady Drake made the sensible argument that if we killed you, then you're martyrs, and we can't have that. If we send you to prison, then you just fade away. She'll be hearing your trial, by the way. I'm. She's so looking forward to seeing you again. Right, because prisons are so good at holding us. Ah, there was only one of you inside before. There won't be anyone to save you with all three of you locked up. As you said, we are very slippery. <laughs> uh, give me a roll. Josie, to to because I think that this banter back and forth is is <laughs> you distracting him. So let's see how effective you are. What's a devil's bargain look like here? Oh, <laughs> oh man, let me think. I ask solely because of who I'm you talking to. You <laughs> are gonna have to let him, like, in order to kind of stay engaged with him. You are gonna either you're gonna have to close to melee range with him. You're you're gonna have to get close to him. I, to, I'll take that. To, yeah, basically getting into to range of him being able to hit you <laughs> physically. I did get a six. You did get a six, which is awesome. Um, For rolling five dice, I was very close to not succeeding on that roll. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but you you did manage to pull out a six. So yeah, he is uh, he is bantering like a supervillain who's convinced he's won. Um, he's mm-hmm. not paying close attention to Myra and Blair, which means Myra and Blair, you can now make rolls or a group roll, however you want to do it, to pull yourselves out of the muck. And you are going to be, I'm going to say, you're going to have greater effect on this because of, of Minx's uh, success. 
My terrible, terrible brain is telling me water is super effective against ground types, and that's not how demons work. No, it's work. not. It, it, it is remotely not. How are you all getting out of this mud? I'm, I'm, fuck it. I'm just gonna roll a prowl and just try to climb out the old-fashioned way. I, Same. I'm, all I'm, right. <laughs> Do you want to group check and try and help each other? Or? Yeah, sure, I can lead I can it. Run. I have no stress. Oh, okay. Okay, I think, I think, I think Blair's leading, so go for it. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> great. It's a four and a one, Minna. Well, I got a three, so you take one point of stress and we do it with a consequence. Exactamundo. Um, That's fine. Okay. Let me think. Yeah, you, you climb up out of the mud and, you know, you're able to, like, as I said, the water is not very deep here because the riverbed has risen so high. You're, you're able to stand up once you get out of the, the pits you were in. But I think the complication is that you're not able to really make it much farther than that before he notices that you are up. And so you are both going to need to roll prowess resistance to avoid getting uh, dragged back down. Because he just kind of like lets out a frustrated sigh and waves a hand and you can feel the mud starting to grab at your feet again. So you either can take that consequence or... Uh, roll to resist. I'm rolling prowess. And I rolled a five. So I'm going to take a stress. I'll roll okay. to resist. Yeah, so Myra takes one stress. But on a six, you take no stress. So both of you, uh, tell me how you both managed to evade this. Like, what do you what do? You do? You feel it starting to come up on your legs again. And what? how do you get away from it? Can I just give this guy the finger while I wriggle away? <laughs> yeah. I think for Myra, it's just like, a really strong, like, you know, both arms stroke of the water, in the water. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that the two of you are able to, like, do you want to, like, rejoin Minx? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I think the two of you are able to scramble out uh, onto the the canal, or behind Minx. This does, unfortunately, put you all in fairly close proximity to him. Did I see him do something Mm -hmm. to... Make the mud cling? Yeah, yeah. That last time, absolutely. He waved a hand and you saw it because, like, they weren't in very deep water. You saw the mud starting to come up their legs again. So, like, you know that he did that. Right. Okay. So I don't think she's put together that he's a demon specifically yet, but he's definitely magic. Yeah. Um, He got some magic bullshit going on. Minx cocks an eyebrow and says... All right, then. So what's your real name? I would like to shout it dramatically from behind the bars of my cell. Mora will suffice. (sighs) You're no fun. Well, are you going to take us or what? Uh, I think that you you can hear the uh, ringing of the blue coat bells as their carriages are clattering. He's like, I think I will. And uh, How, how close is he? Stabbing range for you, because you, I, I think that you see him start to make another gesture, so if you want to uh-huh. react, you can. Yeah, I think she, Minx is going to try and slice his hand, Okay, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, uh, desperate zero effect. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Minx is about to learn why you don't fist fight a demon. Make sure you mark, mark experience. Uh-huh. I did get a five. Five. I mean, that's, that's, you would have had to get a critical in order to do anything. Uh Uh-huh. So you slash at him, and he turns his gesture of, um, 
whatever he was going to do, probably magic-wise, into just backhanding you. And it feels like you just got hit upside the head with a boulder. <laughs> like, he just smacks you. You crash into the stone wall of the, the side of the canal. Um, you're going to take level three harm. Um, probably honestly shattered skull. <laughs> I would like to, re- I would like to resist that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Do not forget that armor is a thing. <laughs> We're real bad at remembering armor. So if you would like to have armor, you can use that as well. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to roll prowess resist five. five. Okay. So you'll take one stress and between that and the armor, that'll drop it to a level one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, like, I, I think that, like, you manage to, like, duck so that he, he punches the wall instead of fully hitting you. I think you still get clipped, so, like, your your head is a little uh-huh. bruised. Um, but, like, your, your life just flashed before your eyes. <laughs> you know oh, <laughs> that he, he could have just smashed your skull into a paste on that wall. Um, and when he pulls his fist back, there is, like, a, an almost cartoonish, like... Uh, crater around where he punched. And he just looks back at you and is like, hold still, you slippery little things. And again, the stone Uh around your feet, all three of you, is going to start to close around you. Uh, Blair, what's happening? He's a demon. He's a demon. Ah! (laughs) So you'll you'll need to, uh, I think right now you're all in a desperate position. Uh Uh-huh. He is trying to trap you with stone uh, on your feet. Well, fortunately, I have a demon bane charm. You do. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Me. No, I'm. I know that I sound. I. I am. I am so glad. I had forgotten about that. But I'm uh-huh. delighted that you remembered. That's fan fucking tastic. Yeah, he was probably just barely tolerating that conversation. <laughs> it, yeah, I yeah, I've been waiting to whip it out, but I'm like, I don't you know in character enough yet to brandish it. I, I will say the way that I think of the spirit bane charms and demon bane charms is that um, if they're just like on you, they don't really have a super powerful effect you kind of have to put your will behind it oh, I particularly uh-huh. i think for a demon bane charm yeah you gotta go power of christ compels you on yeah, it basically <laughs> yeah um most people wear spirit bane charms and that will fend off your average uh, not super powerful ghost just because they wear it and they believe in it but if you are like trying to get rid of a specific powerful ghost or if you're trying to deal with any demon you have to put your heart into it <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you've you have a demon bane charm. Uh, Minx is like, well, uh, good good thing I remember to put this on today, and she's just gonna shove it right in his face. Okay, uh, you're gonna need to roll something, uh, probably a tune. I'm gonna push myself would, on that. Would you like an assist? Yes, please. Blair also has a demon bane charm. Oh, I. D- I do. You do. (laughs) You have never (laughs) used it because the last thing that you wanted to do for the last three fucking seasons was banish (laughs) demons. But you have, that's always been part of the Whispers inventory. You're right. Okay, I'm going to mark that off then. Maybe it should be a group attune then? Sure, I can help. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, in that case, who's going to, who's going to lead? Um, I can. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so everybody go ahead and roll a tune. This is desperate, so mark XP for your insight track. 
Or not insight. I got a... F- Is it insight? Uh, it's for resolve. Resolve. Thank you. Okay, you got a four. I got a five. Six. Hell yeah! Woo! So do I take no, no stress? You, yeah, no stress, because nobody got a three or lower, and uh, you do it. So uh, tell me what it looks like as the three of you are doing this, and then I'll tell you what, what Mora's reaction is. Like, how, how do the three of you, uh, you know, by our powers combined, superpower these demon bane charms? Do you think, yeah, since I was leading, I, like, vocally shout out, like, you know... It, yeah, shouting something could work. I mean, and it could even be, like, there is a language of demons. You could shout something in that that, oh like, repels Oh my god, Blair him. probably knows a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, like, bastardized mm-hmm. because she can't, like, you know, her vocal cords literally can't speak it, but... <laughs> yeah, the human vocal cords aren't meant for it, but yeah, you no. can shout something at yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, I, I think she just speaks something in demon speak, and it's probably, like, the equivalent of leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm al- I'm also picturing that like since I, I I think that like Minx was standing in front and then Blair and Myra were behind her. I'm picturing that like Blair and Myra each have a hand on Minx's shoulder while oh, Minx yeah. and Blair are like br- brandishing their demon bane charms. Yep. And I imagine since it's kind of like more f- powerful forces mm-hmm. colliding a little bit, there's kind of a arcane crackling effects. Ooh, yeah, between yeah, there's, us. there's definitely that. some electroplasmic energy crackling in the air around you. So yeah, you you brandish these and I think the first thing that we see is like the the stone that was kind of starting to close over your feet just like shatters into gravel and Mora staggers backwards and his human visage uh flickers and disappears for a moment, and you are able to see what he actually looks like, which is a still humanoid, interestingly. Mm-hmm. No head. It's just oh. this mass of rock and and dirt that is run through at almost every inch with blades and swords and and all of these metal weapons that is fucking that cool. are all drenched in blood. Yo, yes. Jeez. I love it. Uh, because Lord Mora, he is his elemental affinity is earth and metal, and his drive is war. Oh, oh. fuck. Yes, I love it. So he he looks like a piece of a battlefield made animate. Oh, that and is he so cool. staggers backwards, and then his human form flicks back into place. Um, and he's he's backed up, so there's about a good twenty feet between the two of you. And I think that he's he's out of the range of that like crackling energy that the three of you had generated. And he just sort of stares at the three of you for a long moment. Sorry to disappoint, but we've handled your lot before as well. Indeed. Well. I suppose next time I'll bring more backup. And he kind of raises his cane in a, a little bit of a salute. Uh, <laughs> and then just jumps from the canal up to the street, which is a good 20 feet. Uh, and then just strolls off. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like the, the, the blue coat. Bells are are getting closer, but they're not so close that the three of you cannot fucking haul ass. Mm-hmm. 
Where, so do you, do you run home or do you run to the lamp blacks? Because you are in Crow's Foot and they're closer. We could run to Bazo. Yeah, I don't think there's a safer place to be than with Bazo <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. So yeah, the three of you just kind of show up at, at Lamp Black's headquarters and- Hello again. The, the, I mean, so I just to be clear, the three of you are soaking wet. Uh-huh. Two of you are covered in mud to the waist, and you all are, like, out of breath from sprinting and look just, like, wide-eyed and panicked. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think the guards see you and are just, like, they, they exchange a look and then just, like, wordlessly open the door and, like, usher you inside and kind of, like, herd you back into a back room and are like, just, just wait here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you know when the cops are gone. M- Minx is, like shaking less from the cold water and more just like, oh, God, the adrenaline. Oh, geez, no. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the, the Lamp Blacks let you hang out there for probably about an hour. Somebody, Bazo isn't around. Like, somebody will come by and be like, yeah, the boss is out, but um, they, they'll bring you, like, some towels <laughs> and <laughs> some, some, like, flasks, because you all look like you need a stiff drink. But yeah, they'll, they'll let you hang out for a little bit until it seems like the blue coats have, have cleared out, uh, and then you can, you can make your way home. Uh, thank you. We'll, we'll, owe, we'll, we'll owe you if that's necessary. Uh, eh. Actually, can you leave a message for Bazo? Sure. Uh, I think Minx writes it on a slip of paper and folds it and hands it to him, but it's going to read. It's just going to read, Mora is a demon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't really need to elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. And so then I think that the, the three of you can, can make your way back home. All right. Downtime. The gondoliers are going to be able to um, scrape together a little bit of money and, and give you three coin. Okay. For, for your oh, assistance, okay. even though so that's uh, one for each of us, it it is admittedly largely fueled by guilt <laughs> because Aww. they they feel like they they fell for this trap and and they led you into a very dangerous situation. Um, but you know they they were still able to like conduct their ritual uh, because you did clear the blue coats out <laughs> uh, because they weren't actually there for the gondoliers. So yeah, they they get you some money. Uh, heat. Let's see here. You blew up a bridge. We sure did. <laughs> you you blew up a whole bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to be four heat. So you're currently at one at level two, five heat. So you all make it home. Take a lot of hot baths to get rid of all of the, the river muck and mud and anxiety to some degree. And, you know, you, you, the, the blue coats kind of die down. Things seem to be calm once again. And, and you all once again, head out into the city to deal with your various vices and other projects. And I think we, we first find Blair and Myra, but yeah, so where what what is the scene with the two of you doing your your demon research? Where are you at? What what is the sort of mood? I would say Blair is just very focused. Like you 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 would have to snap her out of it to get her to talk a little. 
I think, uh, like, Myra puts a hand on her shoulder and sets a cup of tea next to her elbow. Uh, oh, thanks. Of course. How's it coming? Uh, just trudging along. Mm-hmm. You know, never thought I would be, uh, learning how to fight demons. Mm. Yeah, neither did I. Are you... I mean, how are you doing with this? What do you mean? I mean, it's kind of a new thing for you. Um, and, I mean, it, it, this Atara thing. I, I I don't really want to think about it. Um, That's okay. I, I'm just I'm just trying to stop it before she gets me. And I, I, I don't know when that's going to be, but if... If if I just stay focused on this and keep working on it, then maybe I'll have the upper hand. I don't know, but I I, I just don't know. We just gotta arm ourselves with the best tools possible, and sometimes that's uh, studying up. I don't know if it's gonna be enough against her, but it's all I know how to do, so whatever. I think Hex comes over and hops up into Blair's lap and curls up into a little ball. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Blair's going to start petting him. I just I feel really stupid. You're not stupid. You were taken advantage of, for sure. I don't think that's uncommon in people. Well, I don't think not that's uncommon. Uncommon in people, but demons? Everybody said that everybody... I was kicked yeah. out of school for this. Like Everybody says a lot of things that are wrong, though. I don't think you're wrong for questioning it. I don't know. I, I should have known better. There, There is a line with this stuff, and I, I should have seen it sooner. Well, now you've seen it, and we'll do something about it. Okay. I, I think I fade out from there and fade over to... I think it's it's catacombs, I think, is where the... The dream beyond death meets up. How long has Minx been hanging out there? Waiting? Uh, too long. <laughs> Pretty much all day for a few days now. Oof, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that the like word has kind of gotten around in the, the cult that like what you're working on. Um, has Minx explained why she needs it to any of them? I mean, it's pretty obviously a blade to kill demons. Yeah, they're they're kind of giving you your space. Like occasionally somebody will come and kind of check on you and be like, hey, do you want to come see this sculpture of the void that I'm making? Uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> um, like they're, they're, they're mostly just leaving you alone because they can tell that uh, you've seen some shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they're a cult. Occasionally, one of them also sees some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. W one thing I learned, just looking it up just not right now, when you're initiated into the cult of a forgotten god, you gain a trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> you see shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I think mid, like, midway through the day, on probably, like, the third day that you've been pacing around here waiting, the, uh... God, it's got to be some, like, like a whisper blacksmith who can, like, imbue a sword mm -hmm. <laughs> with arcane power um, comes out. And they uh, have this, like, large fabric-wrapped bundle 
that they like they look tired <laughs> like they know that you kind of needed this urgently and they you know given what it is they didn't want to make you wait any longer than you needed to so they're just kind of hold it out and like oh, here she is uh, take good care of her minx kind of reverently unwraps it mm-hmm and what's the sword look like i think the hilt and guard are kind of like a gold filigree basket guard. It, mm-hmm. I think it's what's it called, an epée or something. I don't. It's a Rapier. French word. It, yes. Uh, so the hilt is just sort of ornate and gold like that. Um, but the blade is either polished to such a degree or thinly coated in like silver, such that it is mirror coated. I think it's I think it's coated in in silver. Yeah, so like it's not like a cloudy mirror either. It's like a clear mirrored blade that just reflects whatever in it. That's cool. And Minx kind of gently sways it a little bit, tests the weight. I think it's heavier than this sort of blade would normally be mm-hmm. and firmer because of the coating. Yeah. But she she slowly smiles and she says, it's beautiful for the honor of Duskfall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we close on like, oh, we, we yes. just were seeing Minx's smiling reflection in this blade as we fade out. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpiespodcast. The Magpies Podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42 and check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site. Blair Culhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at KimDeannaJones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragongirlJosie and watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash dragongirljosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin MacLeod and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Oh man, I should have prepped more of an opening for this. Here we go. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been about a week. Since you looked at me. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 